Hello, curiosity seekers. Welcome to Dissecting Medical History. I'm Ange. I'm a travel nurse, medical history enthusiast, and your host. If you're looking for a storytelling formatted podcast with fun and fascinating topics on history and bios, then you are in the right spot. Please note this is not in any way medical advice. If you have anything that's ever discussed in any of the podcast episodes, please seek medical attention. Now, let's get this story started. Good morning. I am here with Viv again to do another episode with Dissecting Medical History. Today, we're going to be talking about Aztecs. Good morning, Viv. Good morning. Nice to be so, here again. <laughs> God, I'm glad you're here. I, um, I wanted to talk about Aztecs because it is national his- history. Well, no. What is it? Hispanic Heritage, Heritage Month. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes. So that is why I wanted to do this episode of Aztecs because both Viv and I have a Hispanic Hispanic background. And so we wanted to um, celebrate. And Hispanic His- Heritage Month is from September 15th to October 15th. So we're putting this episode in right at the wire, which that's okay because Hispanics, we still celebrate in October, the Day of the Dead here's coming up soon. And so I feel like maybe it's a little the end of heritage month and the beginning of um day of the dead so we're kind of in there right yeah sure we had a few uh delays we were trying to record this what two weeks ago yeah Um, so but we're here now (laughs) yes yes the the meaning and the the thought was there so (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um Okay, I wanted to do Aztecs because it is a pretty interesting culture. It's part of um, the Mesoamerica, which is the North America, like southern part of North America, Central America, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Belize, El Salvador, Honduras, and Nicaragua. And the Aztecs were came kind of at the end of the um the all there was Olmecs, Mayas and uh Zepotecs cultures that were reigning in that area but it was the Aztecs that really started to form a uh unified kind of a group so they really did take things from tribal living village living to kind of a really cultural s- society more of a um, a city and whatnot. So I wanted to kind of give you <clears throat> a timeline. I know, so for me, I don't know a lot about uh, Aztec um, community, the, the Aztec history. There's a lot. There's a lot of fighting and taking over and all of that stuff and wandering around. And, and I'm not going to go into the history because it's a quite a, a bit. And there's so many books out there <laughs> that will explain it way better than I will. But 
this is a medical podcast. So I wanted to talk more about the um, day-to-day life and things like that. But it is important to know that they they were they were developing that society and and their kind of main reign was from 1345 to 1521. And I remember when I was a kid, I went to Mexico City and did go to the museums because that's what you do when you go to a new city. And I did get to see a lot of the artifacts and art and things like that. And so that was really interesting. And I've been to the temple of this, the main city that we're going to talk about today. And I have a picture of myself sitting on the temple's steps. <laughs> And after reading about all the sacrifices and the blood, uh-huh. yeah, I was like, man, I was sitting in someone's blood. Oh, no. Okay. But um, anyway, I don't know. Have you ever been to Mexico City? Um, I'm pretty sure I have, but it was when I was very, very little. Um, I actually, well, I thought I had, and then it turns out that it might have just been a major city near where my mom lived, which was Tamaulipas. No, okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm not sure exactly if I have been. Yeah, it's, um, there's also, well, there was, um, there was some displays here in the States too. They, you know, sometimes they'll have exhibits and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And honestly, those are the most boring for me (laughs) to be be looking at artifacts and because you're kind of don't put it into perspective. Yeah. And now I wish, um, I wish that I had paid more attention. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that uh, I'm curious if, if I were to go and, and visit right now, um, if I would view it differently. Because as a kid, you're kind of just like you don't really understand or you can't connect. It's not like really right. meaningful. And now, you know, if we think about like like I was telling you before, we, I was reading about why it's important to um, celebrate heritage or, or try to learn about your heritage. And so um, I'm sure we're going to talk about that more later. But um, but yeah, so now I guess if I... If I could, if I knew that, well, I guess we're, yeah, descendants of them, then yeah, maybe there's more meaning than there would have been if I was a kid. So I'm not sure, but maybe, yeah, if I go now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I don't know either. I, I, I find that I'll have a connection now that I've, um, read a little bit more and understand, but, um, anyway, we, um, we, I will put it in perspective of like what was going on around the world. Um, because it was still like the 15, the main part I'm going to talk about is like in the 1400s, um, to 1500s. And because that was like the, the peak of their existence. This is before they got, um, taken out by the Spanish, but, um, the, Around that time, so like Leonardo da Vinci was alive between 1452 and 1519. So that was almost the exact time we're going to be talking about. Almost. I mean, I'm going to talk about a little bit before his time. But but the Renaissance was happening during this time in Italy. So, so things are moving forward in the world. They're coming out of that, you know, Middle Ages and they're starting to... Um, learn more about they're they're starting to technology is starting to develop pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the in Portugal, Spain, England, and France, they were they started the uh, unfortunately the established the slave trade from Africa. 
Um, then the in nineteen no fourteen ninety seven, John Cabot lands in Newfoundland and began the first British colony in North America. And then in fifteen nineteen, about the time the Spanish were invading the poor Aztecs, Magellan had sailed around the world. Spain was doing a lot of exploring at this time. That's why they had um, Cortez come in and explore the uh, North or South America, North America. So there's a lot going on in the world. People were very curious. Like I said, it was the Renaissance time. So things are moving. And unfortunately, the Aztecs were not. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't exploring the world. They were just exploring their own areas. But anyway, so I wanted to tell you a, a little story before we get started. Okay. Do you know how the uh, Mexican flag got, how it got its um, picture? No, I think you, yeah, you told me you were reading about it. So no, I, I, yeah. Okay. So way back in um, the 1300s, there was a group called the Mexica and they had been kicked out of the area for one reason or another um, got permission to settle down in another area. They were wandering around, found a swampy area that was called uh, Tisipan, and they ended up flourishing pretty well. They they did worship their own gods, um, but the new landlords were like, that's fine. We're okay with that. And then um, somehow <laughs> they offended their new landlords. So in 1323... The Mexica tried to make up to them for this offense, and they told the king that they would turn her into a goddess. Now, the, a lot of the people in this area believed in gods, multiple gods. Some believed in more than others, and some had, I mean, there was like different types, but there was a main god, and they were going to turn the king's daughter into a goddess. Well, something got lost in translation <laughs> and they went to this great feast to turn her into a deity. And when the priest came out wearing the skin of the daughter, they flayed her skin and was wearing it out to this dinner. The king realized yeah, that's not what we were thinking you were going to do to turn her into a goddess. Um, mm -hmm. And then the Mexica were like, oh, well, she's got to be sacrificed to be turned into a goddess. Wow. And yeah, so they were kicked out once again. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I remember learning about that story, but it was kind of told differently. Um, okay. What'd you hear? That it was like a marriage or something and that they had done that. Um, but, but in, in, at least when I was told, it was kind of like it was known that they were going like they they did that to spite the people. But, you know, I don't know if that's I don't know if they maybe they did it to spite them. Um, maybe they I don't know. That's true. I mean, they could have just done it just to be jerks. And but that seems really silly because like you're going to flay the daughter of the king. Yeah, you're not going to be sitting oh, down at dinner. You would be like, true, that's true. ready that's to run. If it, if it was a, uh, a like a yeah miscommunication, but yeah, um, yeah, I remember that something story. got lost like, in there. Like, oh, but anyway, yeah. so they did they did flee, and um, 
they wandered around for a couple years looking for a new place. But the priest said it had to be very specific. They, they were looking for, um, the gods told them to look for an eagle perched on a prickly pear cactus clutching a snake. So very specific, very specific. Um, so they, but they found it. They found it sitting on an island on Lake Texacoco, and which is today now where Mexico City is. They landed the, um, they, they were there, but they around them were a lot of hostile uh, tribes or, or villages. Um, they call them city states, I guess. Uh-huh. <clears throat> there was a lot of that going um, around them, so. They, um, they were like, well, the gods told us to be here. This is the sign. So they did it anyway. But the local king actually was like, these guys aren't so bad. They have good warriors, uh, and they help the region grow. So maybe they, I mean, because of their warriors, maybe that was, um, why they were able to piss off the other king and, (laughs) and get out of there. But anyway, excuse me. So. Um, fast forward, I guess, because of that vision and that's where this city ended up growing. Um, that's what the flag is on the flag. That was their symbol. And, um, again, I've, like I said, I've been to Mexico city and you can, it's built on water. It's, it's built on a lake and they, you could see this, the, the churches, you could see how they're tilted. You could Mm -hmm. see how they're not level and my family said that was because it was built on water but anyway so um that's how the city of um tenok tilin <laughs> i'm gonna butcher this name but that is my because i do not speak spanish very well at all but um that's how the city was founded and it's later ends up being called mexico Mm-hmm. Um, so we could talk about the people a little bit. Okay. Um, won't get into the sacrificing quite yet. We'll do okay. That. Quite, quite yet. Quite All yet. Right. No, we'll get into the sacrificing later because that is a big part <clears throat> of Aztecs lives. I mean, a huge part. It's, it's huge, but we'll talk about the day to day stuff. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm ready to learn. Like I tried to read a little bit, but um, yeah, like I said, I was I was reading about it today, and I was just like, we need to talk about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, what did you find most interesting about them that maybe you didn't know before? Um, well, like, well, or what are you want to know more about? Um, well, okay, because the sacrifices stood out so much, I was really curious about the other parts of life, like, and, and especially like if. If they knew about this, if, like if they were scared of their own lives, like how, I guess maybe what were their views on death? Because if it was uh, such a, such a big, yeah. 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 We'll talk about that because they did have, they had some interesting views that for me and you would not be, uh, what we would want to do with our lives, but they did find honor in sacrifice. And oh, a lot okay. of people would, would volunteer to sacrifice. Wow. Yes. So. We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> but the day-to-day life, so the around the 1400s, um, it was, this city was not only the largest city in Mesoamerica, but in the world. So comparatively with the population, 
I read that it was even bigger than like London and there's just hundreds, um, well, not hundreds, well, is it hundreds? I don't remember. It was a lot of people. It was, it was probably hundreds because the marketplace, it was divided into four zones and a marketplace could hold 20,000 people. So it's, it was pretty big. And I'm going to try to find some pictures to put up on Instagram to show like the city, how it was set up. But mm -hmm. it was, like I said, on an island. So they had, um, they built all these like causeways and that they could remove if they were attacked. So they were like temporary areas where they could go in and out of the mainland. Um, the lake was pretty shallow in areas. So if they needed more land, they would just build up in the, around it. So they would get rubble and rock and they would build up oh, okay. and build more buildings. So it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, and of course they did have social classes. Mm -hmm. um, the poorest, there were slaves. Uh, the slaves were actually treated pretty well and they were not, they, they were protected by law to be, um, to not be mistreated and they didn't have to pay taxes and they didn't have to fight in a war. So they had it pretty good, <laughs> but <clears throat> however, they did see like they such a buildup of being a warrior, being in the military that that was seen as honorable. So if you couldn't fight in a war, then it wasn't as honorable. But to me, mm -hmm. I'd be like, well, you know, if I'm going to be <laughs> taken yeah. care of and uh, no, I'm, I'm not ever promoting being slaves, but, um, but they were taken care of. They weren't, they weren't mistreated. Like the rest of the world was mistreating their slaves. The slaves, if they, they could marry, if they had children, the children were free. They didn't have to be, they weren't automatically slaves. Wow. Um, they could buy out their slavery. They, um, they could buy out their freedom. Mm -hmm. um, so if they were able to earn money, they could do that. And sometimes they would come to, if they did get their freedom, they could move up in the, in the ranks of, of society oh, okay. as well. Own land. Mm -hmm. um, but that was pretty rare. Okay. So then there was the poor. The, the, there was commoners and serfs. The serfs were, they worked on farms, but they didn't own the, the farms they had to give up oh about the slaves i don't think they could be educated i don't oh, think they were allowed to have yeah because i saw i saw something like you could you could sell yourself as a slave and then oh, there yeah. were also certain rules like if you were to escape um and present yourself at a temple or something like that like if if you were if you managed to do that you'd be set free as well oh so it's kind of like i don't know how they what the structure was where um if you sold yourself and then you try to run away, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if I don't, I don't know. You, so other, to be a slave, I mean, you could be, um, the slaves were usually, it's not like you were born to it. Cause like I said, if you were a slave and you had children, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the slaves they got from prisoners of war, they got them from, oh, uh, okay. cr criminals mm -hmm. or if they were paying off a debt, they could work till the debt was paid. So they were slave for that. And the, um, the other way was if you're, you sold your children oh. to be slaves, which could be common during a famine or some type of hardship mm -hmm. the people could sell their children. So that's how they, that's how they ended up with slaves. And then, like I said, a lot of them were for prisoners of war, but we'll get into the prisoners of war later as well, because that's an important part of the, okay. 
um, sacrifices. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. I, I, yeah, I read about that too. <laughs> um, and so, so, okay, so back to the serfs. They worked on farms. Um, they, they had to give up their, a large, a harsh, a large percentage of their income from the, from the farming or whatever it was they were working on to the, to pay rent. Um, and if they had children, their children's were automatically serfs. They weren't, you know, free to be other, anything they wanted to be. Um, they were just, just like their parents. Um, they also were, they were also required to serve in the army or any government projects. So they were kind of like, um, drafted into that. And some of the government projects would be like roads, bridges, canals as, as were needed. So they were the worker bees. Another thing about the serfs was that they would help clean the streets. The city was very, very clean. And so they had people that would come in and do things like, um, cleaning and, uh, not only like the streets, but also the, uh, toilets. They had public toilets and they would take the human fecal matter and they would cart that to the little islands that they made, the little man-made islands, and they would mm -hmm. fertilize the, the crops and stuff with it. Mm -hmm. So more than likely the serfs were, had those jobs as well. Mm -hmm. And then there were the commoners. Uh, the commoners were farmers that owned and supervised the lands or they were artists, or they were merchants, or they were just the lower of the priests. The artisans did metalwork, weaving, carpet, carpentry, pottery. They were stonemasons and even scribes. And, and I, they were, you, they were, you're still talking about commoners? Commoners, yeah. Okay, they're so above still, the okay. serfs. Okay. They're below the noble, but they're, but they're like the common people, okay. like the everyday um, you know, business people. Uh -huh. So, and the farmers. So like the farmers didn't always do the actual work. Those would probably be the serfs that were working on those farms or the slaves, but the commoners did supervise and they owned that land. And, um, the artists, like I said, were doing like the potteries and the weaving and stuff like that. Uh -huh. And, I thought it was really sad because, well, I'll talk about this in a second, but these are all men. <laughs> so all the people I'm talking about that are doing all this work, they're all men. So not women doing pottery or weaving, which you would think, right? Because like in indigenous society, you, you, there's women that are doing the weaving and making baskets and doing, you know, art on the pottery, right? Uh -huh. And none of that's being done by women in the Aztec culture. Wow. And for the whole time or for, yeah. And just culturally, that's what was. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Women were, were not, didn't do that. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't. Or might've done it in private or at least it wasn't a skill like kind of taught or. They would make clothing for their families, uh -huh. but not necessarily to sell. Oh, okay. Okay. So like the poor people especially would make their own clothing and it was usually up to the women to do that, mm -hmm. all the domestic stuff, but they didn't actually make the pots and they didn't make the baskets and stuff like that. It was all men. And the, the schooling 
um, the education that that was, was provided for children. And in one place I read that it was required by law for the children to go to school, all of mm-hmm. them. And then another one, it said it was more of the, the rich, but I think I read more about it being most children. Yeah, so that could have been, that, and like I, yeah, go ahead. Something I, I found interesting was like, um, supposedly how important it was and how, um, yeah, it was for every child, uh, but they also, I guess the noble class or the ruling class, um, had a, a great say in what was taught so to keep control of how yeah. the kids were brought up. But that the, the fact that it was important for everybody to receive an education, I was like, well, that's really good because even like the fertilizer stuff, I was like, oh, I want to, I'm interested in learning like how much, like how, you know, if they built this great society, what, what did they learn? What did, what would have been contributed from them if they had been communicating with other parts of the world? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, um, the other, other, there was also the merchants. The merchants were also considered commoners and they would visit and trade with other cities and they would even serve as spies in the marketplace uh, to find out foreign affairs or whatnot. The, the merchants, they would trade in all kinds of things, including slaves and other people to sacrifice. I don't know how you trade <laughs> like a sacrifice, but like they, I do know that they preferred warriors and brave people. So maybe like, Oh yeah, I'll trade your brave person for two of my not so brave people. Like, I don't know how that works, but. Oh yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> if they're doing so many sacrifices, what are the qualifications? <laughs> like, what are they looking for? Exactly. Uh, or like, yeah. What, what makes a, uh, a quality a sacrifice? Quality. I guess we'll get into that. Okay. Okay. Then the highest level of, or I guess the second highest level of society is the nobles. Um, the more wealthy families and the more wealthy, wealthy families had like homes that were pretty big. They were made of stone. They were pretty large. They even had courtyards in the center uh, and they were allowed to wear feathers and jewelry. If you wore the wrong clothing, I read that you could be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, sacrifice. Sacrifice. Well, I don't know. No, the, the, the penalty for death was stoning or strangulation. Oh, okay. So maybe, I don't know. But they did take it very seriously. The um, serfs and the, the more poor, they had lived in adobes that was made from mud, reeds, and had thatched roofs. And they, um, and they were more on the outskirts of the town. And as closer as you got to the town center, it's the bigger the houses and the more uh, important you were. Oh, okay. And then of course the um, more uh, um, wealthy families, they, uh, they, they were more educated towards military service. Whereas the lower classes were educated in, in things like, pottery and carpentry and stonemasonry and stuff like that those those skills but if you were a skilled or a gifted child you could move up in the education ranks mm-hmm. and um and be moved to that type of education with the upper class kids so they did recognize gifted children uh women so they took care of the home. They were a very important part of society, but it was more of a domestic role. They could serve as priestesses, 
healers or midwives. And they did do some administration roles, but for the most part, they were not allowed to be artisans um, or merchants. Actually, they could have been a merchant in the marketplace, but I don't, they weren't merchants in like going off to other cities and whatnot. Okay. The, um, they were usually married between 16 and 20. The marriages are usually arranged. So the girls could have an education. Um, they were usually taught religion, rituals, songs, and dances. So you talked earlier about the uh, like poetry and things like that. And that mm-hmm. probably would have been geared towards the rituals. They had a lot of festivals and rituals that they did throughout the year. They had two calendars and they um, would try to go by both calendars a lot of holidays yeah i saw like a an important ritual which included a sacrifice i think every month they at all least do. Once every month. <laughs> yeah it's well and I, I just had the thought it was like well what if there's a different reason for the sacrifices like it's kind of well there is and they yeah. like different types of people for different festivals different sacrifice for different gods so, oh, I mean, like, is it population control? Like some part, like some little sector of the, 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 of the society is like, well, we need to keep this population under control and we need to go <laughs> take these other people. But yeah. I don't know. Just conspiracy. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> My conspiracy I mean, though. it could have been, but they're very superstitious people, obviously uh-huh. with the whole, right. you know, eagle and all that stuff. And this is where we're going to land. But they're, they're very <laughs> superstitious. So mm-hmm. Um, the city, the actual city, like I said before, they had public baths and toilets in the town square that, uh, they would use because they're very clean people. They didn't just pee anywhere or poop anywhere. They, they actually were keeping things pretty clean. They bathed daily. They were very clean people. They even had, uh, steam rooms and, and saunas, some in the houses, some like public. They used uh, fruit and this root plant that could lather, and they used that as a soap. They would mm-hmm. clean their bodies with and their and their um, clothes. The Spanish had later described it as a soap tree plant that they got this from. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual name, I'm not even going to try to attempt because it's, <laughs> it is a long name and it's, uh, I'm just going to butcher it anyway. Um, they even made their own deodorants and breath fresheners and dental paste. They liked clean mouths and teeth. And I did read that some women used to chew some plant that was like a gum. The chicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were, there were uh, places for not only grooming, but they also had medical treatment areas. Uh, Then um, they also had the temples um, in in the main square, and they kept those pretty much permanently lit with torches. However, there was a curfew, um, and at the end of the day, they would have these alerts. I don't know if it was conch shells or the drums or something that would alert the people that the market day was done, time to go home and then there would be another alert later on in the day and they pretty much had to stay in their homes um, after the after the dark just for safety because they you know there's always I guess people trying to um, come in and um, find their own sacrifices no I don't know (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know, but that was just keep them safe, I guess. Yeah. Um, the city center had nobles and kings. Uh, the temples even had a game arena. And then this is really interesting. They had two zoos. They had a botanical garden and they had an aquarium. So this is their city center. So it's kind of like our city center where we have like entertainment. We have the this a game arena and then there's like a, there were two yeah. zoos. Yeah, yeah, very interesting that it's like this cuz you said it's uh, at the time like the largest city in the world mm-hmm. and and so it was and then they realized that education was important everything is uh, everything important that they consider important is at the center uh, because if you're being attacked you know the the out the outskirts are the ones that are going to be attacked first um and so that's like yeah to to know that those that they discovered that those things are important for everyday life like to be yeah yeah the botanical garden for sure they um they had this botanical garden they had knowledge of thousands of plants i tried to find a number but they did have books and um like these codes codexes that would talk about different plants and what they were used for so not only did they do research but they also experimented as well on on plants and what they could do and this is like hundreds of years of research yeah, so, and then to think that the cleanliness, we were just talking about the typhoid fever and like how they didn't clean. I know, and, right? This is before so, this, way before that yeah. time. Yeah, they were very clean and it probably helped them survive for so long and <laughs> yeah, prevent disease. And and so, yeah, it was pretty interesting that they they did take it so seriously. Whereas the Spaniards were not and like <laughs> European at this time, even the king they were they were when disease would happen they they blamed water because i mean honestly water was infected more mm-hmm. it was more contaminated in europe mm-hmm. whereas here the lake was not well for drinking however they also built a double um aqueduct to bring clean drinking water to the city wow. so they had aqueducts for that so they had nice clean water, which is amazing. I mean, they really were ahead of their time, like ahead of, you know, but then at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it's like it's like this. OK, so they might attribute it to the to the sacrifices, but it's because it took away their doubt. They're like they have faith that things will that, you know, that things um, that they can learn, like they have like. Uh, the belief that that there's a higher power but that's motivating them so they end up putting you know making sure that they take care of themselves and develop uh their knowledge um and just appreciate life but those sacrifices like it's yeah you keep going back to the sacrifice i know it's like because i'm like if it was (laughs) if it was such a big part of everyday life like you know there's certain things that we're not conscious of that we're thinking about all that's just you know how our brains work we don't we can't have everything at the conscious level so there's things working in the subconscious level and if it's that's why i'm like what's the connection here and um <laughs> and it's like yeah if, if, if i can't say that because uh, we don't have sacrifice well yeah we don't have sacrifices now like, especially in <laughs> to think about that but, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, but we still like we still prioritize, um, you know, self. Well, we try we try to prioritize self care. Like we know to take care of our children, and and that education is important. Well, 
man. Okay. Yeah, but a lot of it goes back to their (laughs) to their gods, and the the gods are so important in their lives, and they feel like the gods have given him so much that they have to give back to them. It's a balance. It's sacrifice too. Okay, so yeah, this is interesting because it's like the idea of um, wisdom, and if you you know, value certain things and you just develop them. And over time, you know, if you, you know, if you work on one task little by little, it it builds into something greater, but it just takes a lot of time. And it sounds like they've invested, but unfortunately those sacrifices. (laughs) I promise we'll get into the sacrifices. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) It's coming. I promise. Um, Okay. Where were we? Once we get there, I'm going to be like, "Mm." All right. Just nothing to say on it. (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, Let's see. Back to the rich. Uh, The women could wear, the women wore skirts and blouses. And like I said, they could wear jewelry and colors and flat and feathers. The men wore, well, I guess this isn't just the the rich, but the men wore the loincloths. And they wore like this cover that was like a cape. And in the pictures, a lot of them seem like it's two-sided. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen pictures of the of them um, with their outfits. That's kind of a you can kind of see the side. You, they look naked on the inside, mm-hmm. but it covers their front and the back. Um, food wise, they would eat um, maize and they would make that into tortillas. They ate a lot of vegetables and beans, um, and they also had the cocoa bean. So they did have chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the word chocolate comes from um from this era from this area the the word in in spanish um translates to chocolate um they like i said before with the plants they had extensive knowledge and on and research on hundreds and thousands of plants and what i thought was really cool is the spanish had noted that later when after they were fighting along the Aztecs or with Aztecs that the Aztecs had their own surgeon surgeons in war and they would tend to wounds and they would heal them much quicker than the Spanish surgeons would. And they, they were marking, they were making note of how they did it. So the Aztecs, they would wash the wound with urine, fresh urine. So they probably would just sit there and pee on them. But urine is a ster- is sterile. If it's, you know, not, um, if it's used right away, the bladder is sterile. Then they would apply herbs that would stop the bleeding. And then they used an agave type paste that they would put on the wound that would not only help heal it, but it prevented it from getting infected. And that's because agave is a sugar and sugar is an antibiotic. So that, um, they would heal pretty quickly. Yeah. So, and they were always fighting which I'll talk about later <laughs> um, pretty soon and so <laughs> that was an important part of um, healing and they probably were healing people that they were capturing to do sacrifices in order to sacrifice them later. <laughs> okay. but and also I if someone who captures their first uh, sacrifice or captures their first prisoner they get to and it's usually that's how you get it from boyhood right to manhood or whatever but they 
they were then allowed to have colors on their clothing. Oh, okay. So they weren't allowed to do that before. <laughs> but they were, once they got their first capture. So, okay, I know that you were talking about the um, the different... So you're talking about how there's different groups in this Mesoamerica, right? Mm-hmm. There's something called the Triple Alliance. And the Triple Alliance was three main groups in this area that formed kind of an alliance in order to unify laws and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into all that because things changed. But uh, again, that's like the technical history. But the main purpose of these groups was to have that common law. It's kind of like having the United States and then having all these different states. and mm-hmm. And you have the one federal laws. And you kind of abide by those, but mm-hmm. you can also do your own thing. So you can have your Southern accent in the South, or you can have your um, your Boston accent or your New York accent, but you're still, you have your own culture, but you're still part of the big group. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. So they they even had different languages, but they, they did come together on certain things. So this was in about the 1400s. Um, the ruler of um, Teno, Tenochtitlan. <laughs> See, I butchered it. He created. Um, he 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 helped create that alliance, um, but then things started to get pretty bad. In 1446, there was a swarm of locusts that came down and just ate everything, and that led to a famine which led to starvation. Mm -hmm. Then in 1449, there was heavy rains that came down and caused severe flooding. Of course, they live on an island, so that's not good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then in 1450, a year later, there was heavy frost that ruined crops. And so they were having such bad times. People were having to sell their children into slavery because they just couldn't afford to feed them anymore. And then, um, so the priests were like, okay, The gods are unhappy, so obviously we need some sacrificing to appease these gods. Mm -hmm. And there was over a thousand gods. So that's kind of why there were so many sacrificing, because they needed to appease all of these gods, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So this was the beginning of what was called the Flower Wars. And the Flower Wars lasted over 70, well, about 70 years. And it was pretty much right up until the Spanish invasion. So this king went to these the alliance and was like, we need to appease these gods. So they came up with this plan, uh, which isn't much different than what they were already doing, but they pretty much were kind of intensified what they were doing. They went and they started to... Uh, go into other areas, other lands for the sole purpose of getting sacrifices. And thousands of people were, were taken as sacrifices. Thousands. Um, not to take over territory, but that was the main purpose. And it, and the fighting was pretty civil because the two enemies would arrange a time and a place for the fighting. And so the alliance's military was pretty large. So there probably wasn't a 
match. It wasn't, they were probably no match for the enemy, the little, the little guys, but, um, their style of fighting would probably end up hurting them later when the Spanish come to visit because their fighting was more of like capturing and, and having these brave battles. Whereas when the Spanish come to fight them, they're, they're not, it's a, it's a different tactic. Yeah. I was thinking that, um, but all the development that the Aztecs did, they were focused on, you know, because they only had to do, they only had to worry about their sacrifices, right? But other people, or I guess like, say, Spain, they were more developed in their, um, in conquering their weapons. <laughs> yeah, and their they're, weapons. They're, they're there to take resources. Exactly. And so that's their focus. So they might not have like, uh, well, you know, this is just me saying Yeah, because, because the, the alliance the didn't take any, they didn't want anything but people. So, yeah, yeah, they weren't plundering. It's yeah, it's like, man, okay, Um, because then it is the the stronger in um, in killing that ends up succeeding. And like, that's all their foot. But they don't. Yeah, the information gets lost or the the value of what they learn to appreciate um, gets lost. And so we're we're back to like we're take a few steps back for humanity doesn't get passed along the information um because all their knowledge about herbs and stuff it's and yeah just the cleanliness and yeah how much did that set us back they were (laughs) they were a gentle people (laughs) (laughs) it's because they got it all out and they're sacrificing all that aggression right okay so anyway i saw that if you like they played games and Oh wait, you're probably gonna okay. Never mind. They Go did ahead. have they did play games. They I read yesterday that there was um they played board games. They had a they had a a board game that they would play with dice with their family. Oh, they were like that a one good, thing. yeah, that they were one family people. Thing, no. I know. Except for those, okay. Anyway, <laughs> back to the conquering of people. Yeah, um, good. So they. <laughs> They did prefer the uh, the more brave warriors. So I think that's when they, if you're in a battle and they see you're, you're brave and you're out there fighting, well, that's who they want for their sacrifices, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that mo- the main god was the sun god and uh, that was, you know, more to appease the sun god. They did erect in 1487 uh, a new temple, and in one ceremony, they sacrificed 20,000 people. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. didn't see that. <laughs> now, there is a lot of... Uh, I read that there was there's among his, historians that they think that might be more. Uh, in some ceremonies, they think that might be less. But they averaged about 20,000 people were sacrificed a year. So 20,000. And they, like I said, they had certain sacrifices for certain ceremonies. For instance, the rain god, they preferred children. And I read, too, that they liked the children to cry before the ceremony because the rain god liked it. So they would kind of torture them into crying. But I don't feel like torturing is their way. So I read that and I thought, well, that's interesting. I don't know if it was like they're just torturing them enough to cry or just torturing them enough to like, um, or they were really torturing them, their kids. I think it was just to make them cry because 
for the most part, it didn't seem like these people were very cruel. They just like, that's what they really believed. So the sacrificing was something that they did, but it wasn't like they were torturing them. Like when I did the executioner uh, Mm -hmm. podcast or episode, they were torturing them to get information and they were torturing them like almost as, you know, punishment on the way to get executed. And some of the executions were very cruel here. It doesn't sound like they were those kinds of people. They, the, the sacrificing was pretty quick. They cut under the rib and they would go in, take the heart out while it was still beating. I mean, there's a kind of a, that seems really cruel, but it wasn't like they tortured them first. And I'm sure, well, I'm not sure at what point they die. Cause I feel like once you take the heart out, you're dead. But, mm-hmm. um, I, and then they might've gone into shock as well, but I don't think they, they killed them first, but obviously because they wanted the heart beating when they took it out. So, oh uh, yeah. And they would, once they took the heart out, they would toss the body down the temple stairs mm-hmm. so that the blood would flow out because at that point they're cut open pretty, pretty widely and the blood would flow down the, the temple stairs. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bloody. And so you can imagine 20,000 people being sacrificed in a single ceremony. I don't know how, I don't know how, okay. I'm picturing it being done like multiple priests, multiple people around the temple. It's a pretty big temple just doing this all day. And also the people being sacrificed, obviously 20,000 people aren't going to fit at the top of a temple. Yeah. So are they walking up, watching the other people? tumbling down the stairs and going okay never mind never mind yeah like how does 20 how that's a lot of people 20 20, people and especially if they if they valued warriors then there's going to be a mix oh it's it's just almost and i'm sure that if they were prisoners of war they probably were shackled somehow oh and probably injured it could be um and so they would yeah so they would I'm sure they're watching the uh, the other people, but this has been the way of life for the Aztecs for a few decades. So yeah. it's not new for them. And again, they thought it was honorable to be sacrificed. So even if you were captured from another tribe and you were being sacrificed, it was an honor to be sacrificed to, to the gods because you oh, were giving because back. It's the same. They believed in the same type. Or the same well, they, stories? It's the same, yeah, the same, I mean, like I said, they had maybe had different gods, but like the sun god pretty much sounded like it was in every, every um, society believed in that same sun god. Mm-hmm. And the same, or if, and if it, I mean, I don't know if it was the same name for the rain god or the same, but they all believed in these gods and they all, they all believed um, in sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, like if it was me and you, we don't believe in that. And we were captured. We would fight tooth and nail to get out of there. Oh yeah. But if it's, but if it's our own, um, religion. Yeah. And we're being taken, let's say, I mean, it's not sacrifice. We're like being forced to go to church. We're like, okay, well this is part of our church too. This is part of our, we believe in the same God. We're going to do confessional or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. makes it minimal, but but you know what I mean? That's 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 our yeah. 
religion. That's our our belief. Yeah, and maybe they were just like it was really two thousand, and they're reporting to their gods they did twenty thousand. Did you get those twenty thousand? No, I think no, they did find a lot of skulls. <laughs> they the are the oh arch- yeah. You're right, and yeah, and when you mentioned like that they didn't torture, it's like um, because the priests and the high priests were reserved for. Um, higher class wasn't it it was like noble yeah and they were nobles up. so they're more they were more uh, doing the rituals and the rites to make sure things were to make sure that these sacrifices were um, taken as well as so they wanted to make sure the gods were appeased and happy so that i don't think that they were torturing them yeah you really can't um you're not taking out your own anger or you're not making it personal you have to abide by a certain set of rules so that's what a ritual um you know you want to go by by the book i guess yeah Um, exactly you don't want to make the gods mad they know they know yeah Mm -hmm. um (laughs) they also (laughs) they also said that so there was some cannibalism as well i saw that that there was like a mixed report like they yeah yeah and i'm not sure if that's because it's from tribe to tribe or it was just certain ceremonies but the they would eat um yeah i don't know what parts they ate either so once the body got to the bottom of the temple stairs um they would decapitate dismember and distribute the bodies so i'm not sure and i don't think i think it was only the the nobles and the the priests and the rich that were allowed to partake of the cannibalism, not the commoners and the, the poor. So, um, yeah, but they felt like that was like eating the flesh of, of the gods. Like that was as close to the gods as you could get. Um, also, if you, so they believed in nine levels of hell, or I guess they didn't really call it hell. They called it, um, I guess it's the underworld. They would, uh, if you died of a natural causes, you had a long way to go to get through the nine levels. Dying of natural causes was not the way to die. And I, <laughs> I think if you feel like you're, this, this would be me. I would get the flu and I would feel really, really sick and bad. And I'm like, oh, God, I better sacrifice myself before I die of natural causes. So I'm wondering if like that went through some people's minds, like because sometimes you feel like you're going to die. Right. You just like if you've gone through something, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. Well, I'm wondering if in some way they were like, oh, I better go sacrifice myself first because there was a lot of self-sacrificing. They would people would volunteer and then. You know, then you can go because if you sacrifice yourself, you went straight on to be with the gods or wherever they feel like those people go. Or mm-hmm. I don't know. I I didn't read into their religion too much, but wherever they go when they're honorable or they just go straight like fast ticket. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you died of natural causes, it was going to take you a really long time and be a miserable trip to the underworld. Uh <laughs> That sounds like uh, some good information to make sure people want to sacrifice themselves. I, right. <laughs> population control, that might be one of them. I'm I mean, thinking I'd be a conspiracy theorist. Right. Like, if it's I was like, alive, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of like um, 
put advertisements out there so that they would sacrifice themselves uh. and false information, fake news. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, let's see what else. Uh, so, oh, so that's pretty much it with the sacrifices. Did I leave anything out? Was there something you want to know about sacrifices that I didn't cover? Uh, see, I didn't even speak as much about sacrifices on when we were on the topic. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a downer. Like, I, <laughs> I came into this thinking, oh, I can't get past the sacrifices. And then when we went on to, like, herbs and stuff and education, <laughs> I was like, oh, these were good people. And then now we're back down again. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, did the ends justify the still good people. It's still good people. It's just they had some backward ideas than we do. I feel like maybe that's part of um, like the <laughs> like they put in um, the good side of human nature and then you've got the dark side of human nature as well still being expressed. Like even if they it's all um, a balance. Yeah. Like what? It, oh, that's just. Uh. <laughs> Okay, well, moving on then from the yeah. sacrifices. And the okay. Spanish did witness this, and they did record some of those things. And I think at first they didn't believe it, but then they did find a lot of proof that that happened. And mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a wall of skulls. Like, they would drill through the skull, and they would hang them all. Like, one of those, mm-hmm. those games, you know, like the, oh, what's it called? Where you where you do the counting and you move the little beads over. Um, oh, um, I forgot the name of that. Well, anyway, it looked like that, but it was all skulls. <laughs> it was like this oh, giant walls of skulls. Don't know what that was about, but I saw a picture of that, and whew, that didn't look good. But anyway, the Spanish did record it, but there has been, it has been documented that these things did really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1517, some Aztecs priests saw a comet and they believed, uh oh, bad omen of impending doom. Which it was an abacus, I think. Abacus, that's the name. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, 1519 is when Hernan Cortez from Spain arrives. So the omen kind of came true a couple years later. So with Cortez. Now, again, I am not going to go into the nitty gritty of the war and Spain, but pretty much he came in and uh, was gifted by all of these nice people with lots of uh, metals, precious metals and whatnot. And he was really greedy and wanted more. And there was even a point where, um, I mean, he was going into the main city but the people that he was meeting along the way apparently didn't like the Aztecs as much or they were not happy with the main alliance and so they joined Cortez in helping him to find to get to that city and to um, well they pretty much ended up conquering them it, it they did do it in a few years it didn't like they didn't just come and conquer them overnight but they, it, I find it sad that some of those other Aztec cities helped him. I'm, I'm really curious as to know why they helped him. Like, what were their beefs against the Alliance and the Aztec, the main groups? Um, I don't know if it was because of them constantly taking from them 
sacrifices or maybe they were taking their warriors or maybe they were they were requiring of them taxes of some sort or i don't know maybe my first thought was that it's like it's a big successful city so you want that to be taken down because you're not a part of it you know you're not in the middle you're not you know yeah but i think it might be more than that like it's i don't know it's like a civil war type of thing there's something going on but again i didn't go into that um but so cortez did come in and the the king at the time uh, Moctezuma II, he also gave the Spanish gifts, um, and they didn't really fight back until later. Um, but by then, when they did, well, they did kill this this the king, and they ended up having a new king. And then the people were really upset because they weren't fighting back so much. They weren't like trying to get rid of these Spaniards who were kind of like taking over their city. Hmm. Um, they did do a, a battle that uh, I think it was called Shadow of the Night or something like that. And they did they did retreat, but they did come back with more forces and then just take down the what was left of the Aztec city. And also smallpox. The Spaniards brought smallpox, which mm-hmm. really debilitated the Aztecs. They had never been exposed to anything like that, and it just wiped them out. So what was left of them uh, retreated or left, and the Span- Spanish took over. The town ended up becoming Mexico City, um, and they pretty much just took over. They burnt down most, burnt down or destroyed most of the of the city, and uh, there is that temple that is left that I got to see when I was young and hopefully I can find the picture of me sitting on the bloody steps <laughs> that I can post. But for the most part, um, that, yeah, the Aztecs were taken down by the Spanish and smallpox mm-hmm. and smallpox is a very contagious virus. Um, it's presents with a high fever. It has a very distinct rash with these little pustules, uh, that start in the mouth and then um, they end up being feel, filled with f- uh, fluid. And then in about three weeks, they can scab over and then fall off. And pretty much for like two of those weeks, at least, they're very contagious and probably very itchy. But uh, the the deaths, usually like three out of ten will die. But um, since they had never had any exposure in their in their area, they probably had a higher death rate. Um, and then the death comes from like internal complications or like pneumonia or organ failure or something like that. Okay. So it was pretty uh, devastating. And if they did survive, they would end up with severe scarring or even blindness. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty sad. There are still Aztecs today in other uh, rural areas uh, that uh, in Mexico I'm not sure if in South America, but there are some still out there. Um, And then the Spanish, uh, there's a predominant Spanish um, history in in Mexico. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's that's (laughs) a little bit about the, I know, I know about the Aztecs. It's, it's a sad story. It really, it really is. 
I'm well, not. I was like, I, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned it when we were recording, but just the idea of like, so why is heritage important? And, and, you know, um, you know, why celebrate or try to look more into it? And one of the, one of the ideas was, um, to kind of see your potential and, um, like where, where you come from, what was, what was achieved, I guess. And, um, and it's like, oh, great. Like we have potential to, to have, you know, appreciate many beautiful things and, um, appreciate education and we still uh, do take, have cleanliness <laughs> and all that stuff. But then it's also like, we're capable of great sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. We're, we're very good at, uh, okay. We're good at sacrifice. I don't know if we're good at sacrifice. Maybe maybe their potential was 40,000 and they only got 20,000. So maybe they weren't okay. as good as they thought. I'm just kidding. Okay. But <laughs> I think I think the important thing is that they realize they're not whereas Cortez, very selfish, wanted their goods, wanted true, to wipe them true. out. Whereas they were like more trying to keep their society balanced and trying to make sure that there wasn't famines, that there wasn't starvation. True, 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 true. So they, they were, were trying to do to, yeah. what they were trying to do for their people. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cortez was pretty selfish and wanting to do a lot of that stuff for himself. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, again, the balance and like, right. But and at least there wasn't that cruelty, uh, but they didn't like. know they didn't, but they didn't see it that way. They just saw it as blood. Blood is as close to the gods as you can get. And it's mm-hmm. like the, like the blood is is almost like the vein of the of the sun god, so yeah. for them that's that's how they thought. I think we're pretty observant. They they were really good about seeing cause and effect. So here they were doing sacrificing, and then the famine went away. Like their things were starting to get better, right? Yeah, and I, I guess also, also the beliefs, that, like, um, uh, you know, it, I kind of went straight to like the brainwashing of uh, how important a sacrifice would be. But in another way, you could see it as those people go in peace. <clears throat> you're not you're not bringing. Uh, hopefully it's not too scary of an experience or like, you know, it's going to be tra- Well, it's going to be scary or traumatic either way. But if you have this belief, maybe you are more calm. And um, so that's. That's another good point. I'm sure just like, just like how I, when I was looking into it today and it's, it's like, oh yeah, there's, it's a big deal. The sacrifices, I'm sure whenever the Spaniards came and they saw it, they, um, thought, uh, probably automatically that it was, um, what is that called? Um, like savage, like the barbaric, the, the barbaric. Yeah. But then you have, and so yeah, now that I learned more about the sacrifices <laughs> at least like you can see the the thinking behind it yeah. at least um so that is very interesting it's still like not something i agree with or anybody else has to agree with but at least it's um it is what it is it's part of sense. it's part of yeah. that of that culture and yeah i feel like there's 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 good and bad in so many things so many cultures that you're like think god what were they thinking why would they do that yeah. But then they have all these other good things. And I think yeah. that's in every culture. It's Well, and the story, because I don't, I've, I don't, I'm sure that there's a writing on the, the beliefs of, of the, from the gods, like what teachings or um, stories were they told that where they did value their people, like some, there was some type of guidance, um, you know, given to them. So that's really important. And I guess like another reason why we should look into 
yeah, our culture, <laughs> our heritage. Yeah. There also, um, I forgot to mention, I know I did children and prisoners of war. Women were not immune to being sacrificed as well. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some more population. Yeah. Okay, just, just so it's out there. They probably didn't <laughs> sacrifice women until they were out of childbearing. I don't know. I'm just kidding. All I don't right, know. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, I haven't found a husband and I'm 21. I got to sacrifice. I got to say, oh no. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, I was gonna I was gonna talk more about modern day Hispanic famous people. But we're running out of time. So I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for next year. Okay. Um, it was yeah. all my extra comments. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. Because sacrificing is a huge part of their their life. I pity the uh, Aztec that did not believe that was atheist. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting if, cause I know a lot of the records uh, was based, uh, you know, it's like, it's kind of scattered. And I think a lot of it was observed by the Spanish. Like that's how they're kind of matching up. It's like, Oh, the, these other people wrote about it. What wrote what they observed. So I'm not sure how, you know, how much we have um, verified. Yeah. It's not. And that's why I wanted to do the Aztecs because the older, uh, the older cultures, like the Mayans and um, the Zapotecs, they there's not as much information. So the Aztecs are as close to our generation as possible. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's there's more information on Aztecs. It's easier to find stuff on them than it is like like the farther back you go, uh, the harder it is. So I wanted to do the Aztecs, and the other. It's not like sacrificing was new. It wasn't like it was invented by the Aztecs because generations before that, that was also the thing. They just took it to a whole other level. Yeah. Like, Well, I mean, just... and then there's sacrifices in the Bible. <laughs> so it's not like that's even new, right? So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like they made it up, but there's, there's definitely, they took it to, <laughs> yeah, they took it to the extreme <laughs> with trying to like get out of it's this. It's that potential. We have the potential right. to go very far. Above and beyond. <laughs> above and beyond oh no okay we we go yeah yeah <laughs> if you and okay so you it was funny you were just talking about how how sad it was well my other half of my my being is scottish and their history is really sad as well oh no so i was when you said that i was like man my just my background <laughs> my background's really sad i went to scotland a couple almost two years ago now and oh yeah it was two years ago now like in october and it was really sad like they were (laughs) they were it was awful they were like kicked out of their own country my gosh just like the aztecs were like kicked to the corners um my family was a border clan so they were kicked to america they were like one of the first to they weren't even like they were, I think they were asked to leave and like, look, you better leave or we're going to just kill you. Uh. So, yeah. So, but the history of Scotland is just so, it's just so depressing. It's just, so I was just like, yeah, that's, um, that's great. I have a double whammy. Thanks yeah. <laughs> for bringing that up. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. But part of, well, part of my, um, my mom's family, she's half, half Mexican, half a Spanish. My grandfather mm-hmm. is from Spain. So I guess I do have some Spanish in there too. And um, 
inner conflict and sadness. Yeah. So like <laughs> half of my family was conquered by the other half. Yeah, I guess I guess in any in any civilization we're gonna find um, the downside. Oh yeah, uh, but hopefully we can appreciate the some and, more... and be inspired by the <laughs> yeah. amount of sacrifice. No, I'm just uh, by the amount of <laughs> education or things that they learned or uh, the appreciation they had. Like I, I do find that interesting. I, I wonder um, if today's sa- uh, Aztecs do some type of sacrifice. Because if they're still around. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. And well, you know, like you said, they didn't invent sacrifices. So um, but I would also think that like that was part that's part of um, passing on your culture. It's supposed to be told in stories. It's supposed to be a part of everyday life. Like and, you know, we especially when our like my mom came to America when she was like 24, 25. And she just is not a big she's very introverted. She doesn't give a lot of information. So um unless you ask her you have to know the right questions to ask but even then like um even in, when she was a kid they didn't do a lot of stories like she wasn't brought up that way and that just seems to be like where we're at where a lot of us don't know um, yeah those stories were usually passed down yeah. from one generation to another yeah. in their own culture but yeah. they don't yeah we don't really have that and i even in our culture here in america they we don't have stories we pass down we have all of this technology if we want to go see a story we just google it oh yeah, yeah. right and it's very different when you're communicating one-on-one or um yeah you're just making a connection a human connection um it's much more i don't know it's just it's just interesting um it's much more powerful much more um yeah makes you proud or or have that foundation and so yeah, maybe I'll just start telling my kiddo um, some some random well, just stories. Don't of, don't pass um, on the story about turning in anyone into a goddess. Yeah, yeah that one. Oh, I remember learning about that when I was really young, <laughs> and it's like, why are you telling me this story? Like, I don't think this is. That's, I have an imagination, you uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watch horror movies. I should not, but to I do, did. What not to do stories? Yeah, um, perseverance. Um, yeah, per- mm-hmm. perseverance there was a lot of that like going to find that eagle with the snake and mm-hmm. um being kind uh, to one another i don't know yeah taking ca- taking care taking of care of your, your family people, like your yeah um work oh. all right well thanks for being here with this special <laughs> episode yeah thanks for having me like this was uh really fun to look into and like i said i think i'm i'm or not think i am gonna look more into this and kind of yeah there's uh, a lot the brighter side there's so yeah <laughs> i'm sure there's a lot of bright sides i i mean i had to talk about the sacrificing of course you can't do it without talking about aztecs but their everyday life was pretty pretty fascinating pretty interesting um so yeah i wanted to kind of just touch base with that uh topic so i yeah. appreciate you being here a fellow yeah, Hispanic. Yay, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for being with us today. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's mental vacation from your current life. If you did and are curious for more, please subscribe. Before you go, if you have anything to add to today's show, or you have a topic that you think is worthy of dissection, please reach out on dissectingmedicalhistory.com or Instagram on dissectingmedicalhistory. 
Thank you and stay curious. <laughs>